Welcome to another vital message from Pastor Ron Hammonds, Senior Pastor of Golden Triangle Church on the Rock in Southeast Texas. We're so glad you're joining us. For more information about Golden Triangle Church on the Rock Ministries, visit our website, cotr.com. Enjoy the Word. Let's open up our Bibles today. We're going to be going to the book of 1 Peter. And today, I'm going to be sharing my Election Sunday Sermon 2020. Okay? Oh, my goodness. Woo! Election Sunday Sermon. (laughs) As you know, we are just two days away from our elections where we will be electing new senators and congressmen and new judges and, uh, you know, um, as well as electing a president of the United States of America. Perhaps one of the most, if not the most, secular, secularly powerful position in all of the world. And... Uh, It's going to be a disappointment, as I said earlier, no matter who wins this election. And uh, I'm I'm here to tell you that God knows, and uh, no one else does right now. People think they do, but no one else does. God does, and God has a plan in place. A lot of us imagine that we know, but the reality is that It is God that sets up one and sets down another. It is a reality, as Benjamin Franklin says, that God governs in the affairs of men. The Bible says there is no power, Romans 13, but that which God allows and that which God has ordained for his purposes. The book of Zechariah says that God has a determination and one of his determinations is to gather together the nations of the earth that he might pour out the wrath of his indignation upon them. It is important that we remember that without regard to what happens on Tuesday, without regard to what happens during the next few weeks as challenges might be made and as ballots might be recounted regardless of what process takes place we are the church of the living God our message will not change and our mission will not change we will continue to preach the gospel of Jesus Christ we will continue to be a light shining in darkness without respect to who and what group might be disappointed, we will be a light and a comfort and a grace and a word of encouragement and a prayer for those who are disappointed. And we will also pray greatly for those who win the election. Because I have a feeling they may need more prayer than the losers. Because it is a great challenge in today's world to become the leader of a nation so great as the United States of America. We are the third most populous country on the face of the earth. You know, we have, you know, India, we have China, and they have more than a billion people. And here we are, number three is the third most populated nation on the earth with only one-third of either one of those other two nations. It is amazing the number of people and the number of governors and the number of leaders and and county judges and parish judges. It is amazing how many people it takes to run this great nation. And I 
our military and our police and, and our uh, first responders. It is amazing how many businesses, how many business owners, how many families it takes to keep our nation strong and to keep our nation fed and to keep our nation safe and to keep our nation going forward. We need prayer, but we need prayer every day. This particular year seems more divided than some of the other years in my lifetime. And so we need extra prayer and extra vigilance if we are going to continue to be the church. If we are not going to just follow suit in this world and become, you know, divided over who does or who does not get elected, we must hold ourselves to a higher accountability. We must show up the next day on Wednesday morning. We must show up at work. We must show up at school. We must show up on the job and in life with a continuing faith in Jesus Christ, with a trust in Almighty God, yet with joy that is unspeakable and full of glory, and with a peace that passes all understanding. That's what those scriptures are for. We are entering into a very difficult time in America. I'm not one that's prophesying doom and destruction, but you would be remiss not to realize that there are some difficult times ahead of us without respect to who wins this election. So let me encourage you to go with me today to 1 Peter chapter 4. And today, I'm going to be reading from the New Living Translation, and we're just going to simply, you know, uh, uh, my message today, normally I write my message out for those of you who look at my notes or for those of you around the world that may go to the notes in order to, uh, you know, help with, uh, you know, English or uh, to find messages to preach. You know, uh, thousands of pastors each month go to find messages to preach. Well, what they'll find on, on ezsermons.com today is a mere 141 words. Normally, there's about 1,800 to 2,000, 2,200 words in one of my sermons uh, written out. Today, there's only 141 words. And so these 141 words, I am hoping, make a difference in your life and set the tone of our responsibility as a blood-bought church, as the redeemed of the Lord, as those who are called to be servants of Almighty God. In 1 Peter, the fourth chapter, as I said, I'm reading from the New Living Translation uh, let's go to verse 7 and let's see what Peter was prophesying, I believe, for our day today. This is applicable to our life today. Listen to what 1 Peter 4 verse 7 says from this great apostle. He begins by saying, the end of the world is coming soon. Wow. We could stop right there and all run home, you know. <laughs> Screaming, you know, holding an umbrella over our head, hoping that, you know, we don't get hit by whatever's coming from the sky. 
The end of the world. How, in the, you know, how better to start this sermon today on you know, Election Sunday 2020 than to tell you the end of the world. The end of some people's world is coming real soon, by the way. Okay? Now, it might seem like the end of your world, depending on what side you are on. You know, here in our church, we have been very successful by the grace of God to have collected into one family and to have a, a, a cohesiveness and a family, a, 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 a real family relationship with people who are both Democrats and Republicans, people who are liberal and people who are conservative. You know, you might be sitting beside someone who is not like you, but it's not that they don't like you. The body of Christ is filled with people who have varying and different opinions. Whether it's a different opinion on who should be sheriff of our county or, or, or a differing opinion on who should be, you know, the senator of our great state, the Republic of Texas. Praise God. Hallelujah. Glory to Jesus. Um, <laughs> whatever your strong feelings may be, we have been successful in the decades that I have been pastor here to come together on a Sunday morning, on a Wednesday evening, and at other events, and politics never divide us. We have been successful and kept from drawing lines. We have been success successful to keep our main focus, the kingdom of Almighty God and souls that lie in danger and the fact that today 150,000 people worldwide will go out to an eternity without Christ and we have taken that personally. We have taken it personally that we must feed the hungry. We must clothe the the naked we must visit those who are sick and in prison we must make sure that we present a loving God who cares about everyone even the ones that happen to not be of my political view hello that was funny we are called by God to understand something and that is the kingdom of God is bigger than this world and all of its trappings and all of its successes and all of its failures. And the family of God is more important. For together, we can let God be God and we can live with respect to the fact that God knows what He is doing. The Apostle Peter said, The end of the world is coming soon. And for this reason, therefore, he said, be earnest and disciplined in your prayers. What does that mean? That means that we need to really be paying attention. We need to be earnest. We need to be honest and earnest. We need to uh, you know, have a reality check when it comes to our prayers. What are we praying? Are we praying, thy kingdom come, thy will be done? Or are we praying, my kingdom come, my will be done? What are we praying in earnest? Where is our heart? Do we trust God? Do we absolutely put our future in his hands? Or do we believe that if it does not go our particular way that somehow it's not God could anything 
that does not favor you actually be the will of God? Yes. Jesus found that out. If there's any other way, I believe that God in, in the garden, you know, I cannot prove this to you, but I believe God said, yes, there is another way. I believe in private. He and Jesus had that conversation. And I, I'm, I'm, I'm almost, I'm, in fact, I am per, you know, personally positive that God said, yes, there is, son. Sure, there's another way. Yeah, call 10,000 angels. Your army, or your army, they'll come and fight for you. They'll deliver you. You only do this if you want to. I need a willing sacrifice, son. We're in this together. Because Jesus went back the third time till he finally found peace. He didn't find peace in God. He found peace in himself. That this is what I want to do. And for the joy that was set before him. He told Peter, don't you know, I could call angels right now. Don't you know? Don't you know I have an option? Don't you know that this does not have? I don't have to go through this. No man takes my life. I lay my life down and I can take it up again. Nobody can take this life from me. I, I believe that's what he and God had a conversation about. And I believe just got it, Jesus got up and said, okay, I'm doing this. All right. Earnest and disciplined in prayer. Discipline. That means we need to keep praying. The end of the world is coming soon. Therefore, be earnest and disciplined in your prayers. Verse 8. Most important of all, continue to show deep love for each other. Listen now. I'm going to tell you what. Come Wednesday morning, I hope that this speaks to you. That the most important thing is you continue to show deep Love for one another. For love covers the multitude of sins. Love covers the errors and the hurts and the pains and the words and the, and the misgivings. And, the, and, 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 and love covers the multitude of errors. The multitudes of mistakes. A lot of people are going to miss it. That's what sin can mean. Sin means to miss it. A lot of people are going to feel like acting really ugly come Tuesday and Wednesday. Do y'all know that? How many of you are aware of that? You might even feel like acting real ugly. You might even feel like saying some things that are really, really judgmental and critical and condemning and hateful and hurtful and divisive. And, and, and uh, Well, don't. Why? Because this is what the Word of God says. That in these critical times between now and when the world ends, that we continue to show deep love for one another. For love covers the multitude of sins. Uh, verse 9, look what else it says. Cheerfully share your home with those who need a meal and a place to stay. Cheerfully. Be happy. It didn't say be happy to share your home with people that are just like you who have enough and, and can also invite you over to their house. No, I said, be, listen, we need to make sure that others who are less fortunate, others who are down and out, others who cannot help us back continue to be helped by us. Verse 10, God has given each of you a gift 
from his great variety of spiritual gifts. Use them well to serve one another. If you happen to be a winner, it's not necessarily time to, 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 to decide that everybody else was wrong, so we'll just kick them to the curb. But we need to make sure that we serve one another. Verse 11. Do you have the gift of speaking? Well, I do. Do you have a gift of speaking? Some of you do. Okay. Then speak as though God himself were speaking through you. That's what I'm doing right now. I'm speaking as though God himself was speaking through me. That's how you need to speak. Now, I just don't think God's going to be ugly to people. I don't think he's going to be boastful and braggadocious. I don't think God's going to be a, you know, a, a, a I told you so person. I don't think God is going to, to, to uh, you know, uh, uh, I think we need to speak as though God were speaking through us. What would God say? What does God say? Do you have the gift of helping others? Some of you have a gift of helping others. Well, this week we need that gift to be in place. Okay? Do it with all the strength and energy that God supplies. That means God will supply you strength. God will supply you energy to serve someone else who is disappointed, who is less fortunate, and not speak out of our own, but speak like God is speaking through us. Then, the Bible says, everything you do will bring glory to God through Jesus Christ. If you'll just let God be God through you, and if you will serve others, if you will realize that you need to share what you have and continue to show deep love for each other, then everything you do will bring glory to God by Jesus Christ. All glory and power, Peter concludes here, to Him forever and ever. Amen. Can I hear an amen? Amen. 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 Thanks again for joining us for another relevant word from Pastor Ron Hammonds. Visit cotr.com and subscribe to our social media platforms to stay up to date. As well, receive more encouraging messages from our pastor and details of the work we're doing both in our community and communities like ours around the world. Today and every day, God bless.